what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to Fantasy Fuel. This will be our very first episode for the 2018 season. We're going to talk about regular season action. Are you pumped up, Tom? Oh, <laughs> oh. All right. We got that out of your system now? I do. I'm ready. All right, then we're going to dive right into this. Uh, we've got a bunch of news. We're going to start with the Le'Veon Bell situation because uh, it yep. is a situation. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin because his teammates today have just been ripping on him. It, it's yep. it's ridiculous. I mean, the worst one that I've seen came from Steelers guard David DeCastro. He said, we all thought he'd be here today. He makes us all mm-hmm. kind of look stupid. Just sit out the whole year then. If that's what your offensive line is saying, wow, what is going on in that locker room? Yeah, uh, that is uh, that is just a – you said it. It's a situation. It's, it's beyond something. I haven't seen something like this since I've been playing fantasy football to where the team isn't even really – caring about you I sh- I'm sure they want him there because he is really talented he's he's amazing but wow that is just the whole situation right now is just uncanny I've got a couple other quotes from players Ramon Foster talked about Le'Veon Bell turning down nearly a million dollars a week to not be there he mm-hmm. said in the ultimate team sport we've created a league of individuals <laughs> Yeah, so that means to me the Steelers' offensive line, which James Conner praised and said those are the guys you want respect from, the guys blocking for you, apparently Le'Veon Bell doesn't have respect from them anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think he was probably taken a little off guard with what they were saying just because I th- I think he was thinking that they know his situation and they were on his side. But, yeah, I, I – James Conner is going to say everything he can to get it off <laughs> oh, of line on his side. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And quite frankly, James Conner is going to be the week one starter. I am 100% convinced of this. I don't know if Le'Veon's even going to come <laughs> in one this year. Like, Is this going to happen? How long is he going to carry this out? If that's the case, I understand the offensive line's frustration. Because, listen, it's it's not really a knock on James Conner. It's really just, it's almost, it kind of is to a certain extent, though, because it's like, we really, really want you here, and you're not here. We are really upset with you. And I think it's kind of a knock just because they want him so much to where they're, they're that upset. If they thought James Conner was Le'Veon Bell type material, which I'm not saying he isn't going to be good, but if they thought that, they wouldn't care too much about Le'Veon not being there. Yeah. That's just kind of how I'm at right there. I, yeah, you couldn't say it any better. I mean, maybe the offensive line got word of the uh, rumor that Le'Veon Bell's agent said he could miss half the season. Uh, that's that's <laughs> yep. ridiculous. And mm-hmm. Marquise Pouncey, he said, stars born every year in the NFL. 
Did anyone know Kareem Hunt would be an All-Pro before last season? If James Conner yeah. didn't have cancer, he'd have been a first rounder. Just watch him. So yeah. um, let's, yeah, let's watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I I had to uh, make a very bold <laughs> decision. It was it was not an easy decision for me. I I ended up trading a first round pick to get him to J- James Conner because I have Le'Veon in one league, and it was just. I did not want to give up a first rounder for him because he only had two years left on his contract because the guy didn't, for some reason, give him a longer contract. But yeah, it was just, it was just, I had to do it because I am just, I need a running back. Yes. <laughs> other than Kareem Hunt, that's my other guy that I have that can be relied upon. And Le'Veon Bell sitting out, that's, that's a problem. And this is just terrible. I'm sorry for everybody that drafted Le'Veon Bell because this happened at the end of the draft season I mean Mm -hmm. the very end so everybody was done drafting except for a couple of days here I know there's a few people that I talked to that were drafting tonight so if you have this (laughs) Le'Veon Bell information tonight then you're good to go and you can make an informed decision but my goodness yeah how high does James Conner go though if you're drafting right now That is a really good question. I think the best question is, if Le'Veon Bell falls far enough and you're in a draft tonight, do you take him and then make sure you get James Conner fairly early? Man, I I don't know. It's a really good question because is he even first-round worthy right now? If he's going to miss half the year, if that's a possibility, are you willing to waste that first-round pick? I don't well, know if I, I I don't know if I could be. I didn't say first round. I, I said I if he that. dropped far enough, just like Ezekiel Elliott during his suspension, people yeah. were taking him at the back end of the second. Yeah. So if Le'Veon Bell fell that far, if he fell would that you far, take that chance. I take that chance. I would. I don't know. I think now that everybody is you know pushing him and the offensive line is saying all this, he might feel a little bit pressured to come back and say, "Sorry guys, I didn't mean to do this." Whatever. But so he might end up coming back within the next couple of weeks. I don't really know, but yeah, that's it. That's a very strange situation. I think to cap this off, the best case scenario for Le'Veon Bell is he is trying to save his body to get a contract next season, and he's basically taking off the first week, and he's not going to get those. 30 touches that he normally does and maybe they'll ease him in week two and he's saved his body some more i think it's a little selfish but maybe that's what he's doing yeah oh i mean it's selfish there's no doubt he wants money he wants more money he wants you know to be healthy and make a make a name for himself like he like he hasn't already but he wants to make another bigger name for himself for next year so he can get a nice big contract but yeah, it, it it puts you it puts all the owners in a spot because Le'Veon, even if he comes back next week, what are you gonna do if you have James Conner? <laughs> yes. Who you who are you gonna start? Who who's gonna be more productive week two if he comes back? I, it's a really hard situation, and I might be in that situation come next week if that happens. The solution is play Antonio Brown. I have Antonio Brown. (laughs) That's right. That's a good thing. (laughs) All right, moving on. There's a little more running back news I thought was interesting. Not surprising, Mm -hmm. but just interesting. 
the fact that Jaquiz Rogers is listed as the number two back behind Peyton Barber because yeah. Ronald Jones had such a terrible preseason. They're not giving up on him, but he's definitely behind the eight ball when yes. the season has started. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything to say about that. That's, I mean, it's it is what it is. Yes. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't I don't know if uh, he's going to be good enough. I like you said, you haven't given up on him, but man, it did not look good preseason. No, I thought this next bit of information was kind of surprising because. RG3 did not get traded or anything before the season started. The Ravens released their first depth chart, and Lamar Jackson is Joe Flacco's backup. So (laughs) he's not the third stringer, although I did hear on Good Morning Football this morning that they might have just listed it that way because they want to get Lamar Jackson on the field. But if it were a long-term injury in that game, RG3 still might be the one to play. Yeah, um... As far as that goes, I'm telling you right now, Flacco, <laughs> I really don't think he's going to be the star of the whole year. And I don't know if they really want RG3, to be honest, because if they're going to lose, if Flacco's going to not be good, they might as well just put Lamar Jackson out there. And if he's not going to be good, then so what? I, I don't know. If they're, if they're out of it, they're out of it. You might as well just start the guy you think is going to be something something for you in the future. That's why you drafted him. So I don't know. I, it's 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 not as strange of a situation as the Le'Veon Bell one, but it is a little bit strange. All right, we're gonna stick with some quarterbacks and move on to Buffalo Bills quarterback <laughs> watch 2018. Uh, this will be a thing all year long. I guarantee it. <laughs> now, I don't know that we talked about it yet, but AJ McCarron was traded to the Raiders. Right. I don't understand what that was all about, but that has opened up the quarterback position for Nathan Peterman to be <laughs> named the starter. Oh, well, man. Uh, I mean, he did have uh, tied for the most in the preseason eight completions of 20 or more yards. I'm not sure what that says, but that's not all. More quarterback watch news is they brought Paxton Lynch in for a tryout. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, this, this just keeps getting better and better every single week. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, how how do you have such problems at your main position? You need to you need to find the guy and stick to it. Say he's our quarterback. That's what almost all coaches do that. But not in Buffalo. They didn't do it last year. They're not doing it this year. That, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So here we go. Nathan Peterman, week one starter. This is going to be fun to watch, and there's probably going to be a lot of highlights. I'm not sure if they're going to be highlights or lowlights, <laughs> but there's going to be a lot to watch in that Buffalo-Baltimore game in week one, and I am looking forward to it. Yeah, there is no no way. He can throw seven more interceptions. <laughs> if he does that, that's the last string. That's it. And speaking of Buffalo Bills players, ex-Buffalo Bills players, uh, fun fact, at this time last year, the Cleveland Browns' first and second option at wide receiver were Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt. 
Today, as of the first week of the 2018 season, neither of those players are on a roster. And we wonder why they were 0-16. (laughs) It's just a mystery, isn't it? Nobody else wants these guys. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd still go for Coleman. He's got something, I think. But, yeah, Kenny Britt, yeah. I'm done with that. So yeah, no more Brit. That's that's fine with me. <laughs> um, now before we get into uh, the meat of our show, which is going to be a breakdown of the Eagles and Falcons game, uh, since it's Week One and the Super Bowl champions, and it's my Eagles, that's what we're going to start off with mm-hmm. for the 2018 season. One little side note: an ex-Eagles player, uh, Donnell Pumphrey, who was cut by the Eagles, was signed by the Lions. So I don't know that he'll be on the main squad. He'll probably be on the practice squad. But wow, that's just one more running back to throw in there. Why not? I mean, you just got <laughs> Amir Abdullah and Legarrette Blunt and Carryon Johnson and Theo Riddick. Yeah, throw Donnell Pumphrey in there. Why don't you? <laughs> we could almost start a, a, another one instead of the Bills quarterback watch the the Lions. Running back Ooh. watch. Detroit Lions <laughs> running back watch 2018. Man, we might have a thing going here. This could be good. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. And before we really get to the meat of it, we're going to get back to a topped off this mm-hmm. episode. And our top three this week are sneaky starts for week one. Not just in game one, but all of week one, we're going to give our sneaky starts and i will start off with my (laughs) topped off number three sneaky start for week one and it is john ross for the cincinnati Bengals against the indianapolis colts now i think both of those defenses are not the greatest the Bengals have a good d line but indy has not had a good defense for a couple of years so if you're in need you're in a deep league or maybe as a DFS option, daily fantasy. John Ross is probably not too expensive. Mm-hmm. So you could throw him in there as your sneaky start, and all it takes is one bomb, one for 70 and a <laughs> touchdown, and you have gotten way more than your money's worth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's one of them guys that's just a, a big play type of guy. There's no question in my mind that he is somebody that you need to have on your roster. You don't have I mean you don't have to, but if you have him, it is a very good thing to have somebody like this. You can just throw in there and say, "Hey, if he gets just one catch, <laughs> that could be all I need." So, yeah, I like John Ross. I'm not super high on him. It's not like the first guy I'm going to take in a draft or nothing like that, but yeah, he's he's somebody that you need to consider rostering. No doubt. All right, and who do we have, Tom, for your number three? My number three topped off for sneaky starts. Um, It's not super sneaky because I know a lot of people are talking about him right now, but Jordan Wilkins, everything hinges on Marlon Mack. Even if Marlon Mack is healthy, I don't know if I will workload. Not with a hamstring. Right. Um, I think Wilkins gets a decent amount of touches. I mean, say say you have Le'Veon Bell. And you don't know what else to do. And Connor's already on somebody else's team. You've got to go check if Wilkins is available because he, to me, is going to get, a, a, I don't know how much, if Mac is, if Mac is playing. But if, if Mac's not playing, he's going to get plenty of touches. And I'd say this is the week you get him. 
Yeah, if if you're thin at running back, there are a few options out there. Yeah. So Jordan Wilkins is one of those. He may be rostered in some deeper leagues yeah. or some yeah. of those. Like I'm sure he was taken in our podcast league, so you won't be able to just go out and get him in a league full of so-called experts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I like it. We both, our first uh, topped off comes from the same game, Cincinnati <laughs> versus Indianapolis. Yeah, we did not plan that out. No. Uh, what we did plan out was to talk about Eagles, Falcons. <laughs> yep. So before we get into the statistical breakdown, we have to talk about the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Matt Ryan's contract or anything like that. Of course, <laughs> we're talking about Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And, of course, we have now heard that Nick Foles will be the starter mm-hmm. for week one. I get it. I'm not mad. I'm a little sad, but I'm not mad. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Peterson said Carson is close, but he's not going to give us precise time frame. He also said if he came off his abrasive the other day (laughs) when asked about it, it was in part because the final decision had not been made at the time, and he wanted to be the one to tell both Carson and Nick Foles. So, (laughs) I mean, he, he was making sure everybody's feelings were taken care of. And, and this is the reason that they didn't really try to trade Nick Foles because of course you need to have somebody that can cover one maybe two weeks who knows I, I don't know how long it's going to take because he, like you said he's not giving us a, an answer of how long it's going to be for Wentz but I I, I think Nick Foles is going to be fine it's not Carson Wentz but hey I mean hey he just won a Super Bowl so <laughs> I think this guy is something that you can rely on for at least a couple of weeks and Nick Foles has actually won 10 straight regular season home games that he's started and finished in an Eagles uniform <laughs> this so, dates back to a 17 to 3 loss to the Cowboys in 2013 and in those 11 games he's thrown 19 touchdowns and six interceptions nice that's pretty good. I mean, that is pretty good. Um, what you're what you're saying though, basically, is that Nick Foles, <laughs> if he if he gets hurt, you're gonna lose. No, no, that's that's what <laughs> oh, I heard. No, 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 no not happening. <clears throat> but we will get more into that right now because we are going to break down the Falcons who looked. Altogether unimpressive in the preseason. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there. They were outscored 62-20 to 20 in the first three meaningful games of preseason because that fourth game I'm not even giving any credence to because no. none of their actual starters played in the fourth game. So 62-20, to 20, they scored 20 points in three games <laughs> that their starters played. Not great. No. There was one good performance by Matt Ryan and Austin Hooper. Yep. One of your ESPs. Yep. So that gives a little bit of hope to us. But, uh, man, uh, what did you see uh, out of the Falcons? Well, uh, it's really hard when you're talking about preseason because who knows what they're trying to work on. But they did not look good in preseason. It looked really, really bad. But, uh, look, it's preseason. I'm giving them a fresh start. I'm I'm – Really want to see what they have to do <laughs> tomorrow night. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I tell you what, this is going to be 
a very interesting team this year. If they come out and start out on a bang, I think they have a really good shot. But if they come out and fall flat, their confidence is going to be horrible, I think. And I think they'll just continue to be very mediocre, and they could end up 8-8. Eight and eight. And for the talent that they have on that team, 8-8, eight and eight, that's unacceptable to me. And I think that they would think that's unacceptable as well. So, I don't know. It, 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 they, they didn't look good <laughs> in the preseason. No. And obviously, Julio Jones didn't play. We knew that was going to happen. Right, right. Tevin right. Coleman, he actually had some decent stats. Now, whether again that was against, you know, second or first team, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. I did like the numbers I saw out of Tevin Coleman. So hopefully he can keep that going. Maybe not week one. I'll I'll allow him to stay down week one. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I won't be mad. But I mean, really, what can we expect? Because that offense looked terrible. Is Steve Sarkeesian at it again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I tell you, that is. We're going to have to find out. Like I said, clean slate, start over. I want to watch tomorrow night and see what happens. Yep. It's going to be interesting because I have a feeling it's going to be a battle of the D-line and O-line, and I'll get into that Mm -hmm. a little bit more later. Now we'll move on to our topped-off number two sneaky start of 2018 Mm -hmm. week one. And my number two is Philip Dorsett. And there's not a lot of stats to back this one up. (laughs) Okay. But the Patriots are down to almost no wide receivers. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're going to be relying on Gronk, of course, yeah, and Chris Hogan, of course. Mm-hmm. But after that, what do we expect? Because I think Patriots versus Texans is going to be a shootout. <laughs> and how do you win a shootout? You're going to have to score a lot of points. And, well, Philip Dorsett's got the speed to get open, get down the field, and yep. score a touchdown. So kind of like John Ross, I think yeah. if you can get – even one catch for 70 yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. it'll be worth it week one. I think I actually have to play Philip Dorsett in the flag league because I have a very thin offensive roster. So <laughs> maybe this is just hopeful, but I think he is a good sneaky start. Yeah, it seems fine. I mean, it's a sneaky start, so you're trying to pick somebody out of you know thin air. But um, if, if Tom Brady regresses at all this year, I don't. I don't know if I believe in the Patriots. They are 100% relying on Tom Brady to carry that team to the playoffs, and quite frankly, because they have such a weak division, he'd probably do it. But if that division was a little bit more competitive, man, I don't know if he could do it all by himself because that's what it feels like right now. Now I'll throw this in here for you. Okay. Again, watching NFL Network a little bit earlier today, mm-hmm. they had four guys pick teams that made the playoffs last year that would not make the playoffs again this year and say who would replace them and I forget I think it was Rich Eisen okay uh took a team out I don't remember which team it was uh and they did this in such a way that they broke open a plastic egg football looking thing and (laughs) out came the colors of the team that they thought would make the playoffs okay and Rich Eisen the colors that came out of that football egg were green and white. <laughs> yeah, so that, that is, means 
He <laughs> thinks the New York Jets are making the playoffs. He is a Jets fan. Okay, I I pretty positive about that. <laughs> I, I remember seeing this. I remember ta- him talking about it for a long time. I'm pretty sure he's a Jets fan, so of course he's going to say this. I I'm a Jets fan, and I have all the hope <laughs> in the world, but I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was hoping that would brighten your day a little yeah, oh, bit, it, but apparently it, the jig was up, and you already knew what Rich Eisen was up to. <laughs> yeah, because he's one of my favorites, just because he's a Jets fan. So, and of course Mike Greenberg, he was my favorite too. It's because all the guys that are doing, you know, announcing or commentary of some some sort, and they're Jets fans, they're my instant favorites. So, oh, of course. <laughs> All right. So, after we're done with that, who do you have for your <laughs> topped off number two? Oh, my topped off number two is Charles Clay. Now, before <laughs> our listeners start panicking and saying, "What are you talking about, Charles Clay? He's not going. He, he's he's horrible." Well, he's not really horrible. He's still a starting tight end. But, listen, Peterman has to throw the ball to somebody. <laughs> he's got to throw it a little bit. They can't just rely on the running game the whole entire day. So, I think he's going to look off his first receiver because he's not. He's going he's gonna to try and get rid of the ball as quick as possible because he has to. He is just not talented enough to not do that. And I think that's what the Bills are going to tell him. Please, try and get the ball off as quickly as you can. And who is he going to do that? It's going to be Charles Clay. He's got to go to the tight end because that's that's what he's going to naturally do, I think. I think he's just going to look that first guy off, go to the tight end. He doesn't want to mess this game up. Like I said, if he throws seven more interceptions, he'll never get the job. So he has to rely on somebody. And I think Charles Clay is somebody of a, something of a security blanket for him. So it, 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 that's, 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 to me, a sneaky start if you have him and he's your backup and you don't really trust the other guy, go for it. Or if he's on the waiver wire and you don't trust the guy you have this week because he's got a bad matchup, try and get Charles Clay. And I would, I would start him. I have to start him because he's the only guy I have on one of my teams. <laughs> but that's because I don't have anybody else. But <laughs> I do think he'll well, be a sneaky bad. start. No, that's not bad at all. Um, in our listener league, it's 14 teams, so mm-hmm. I could definitely see somebody needing to start right. Charles Clay yep. because he's a proven option. He's not going to score you a ton of points, but he may be able to at least get you you know, that 10-point mark mm-hmm. in a PPR, and you'd be more than happy. If you had to rely on Charles Clay, you'd be more than happy to get 10 points out of him week one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. All right, let's move along to break down the Philadelphia Eagles, my Super Bowl champion, defending Philadelphia Eagles. Hold on, who were outscored? One second, I got Uh, surprise questions for you. Oh boy, (laughs) I'm gonna put it here because I want I want you to answer these questions before we get into your Eagles breakdown. All right, okay, so I'm determining who's gonna win the game tomorrow uh-huh. and i'm de- we're, it's it's a fantasy question as well okay who would you rather have fantasy Aguilar or wallace they're, they're to group together whichever one you okay. think is going to be better or julio jones oh boy i think i would still have to go julio okay he is just uh, he's gonna get volume targets no matter what we have beaten the Falcons a number of times in the past, and Julio has still done well. So 
I don't think that necessarily would have uh, that decision from me would have an effect on how I think the outcome of the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's just that's a small piece of my questions. I got oh, four, of I got it four other other questions for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, who you think's gonna be better, Foles or Ryan? I wow. I think I'm gonna have to go with Foles. Okay. Only because I think he will have more touchdowns passing than Matt Ryan. Okay. That's fine. I, I don't disagree with it. It's your opinions. <laughs> who, who do you, you think is going to be better, Ajay or Freeman? This is going to go with uh, some of my in-depth uh, breakdowns. Okay. But I think Jay Ajay will have more yards than Devontae Freeman. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll I'll let you go on that very <laughs> slide step of uh-huh. an answer. Uh-huh. Uh, this one I don't really have to ask, but I will. Ertz or Hooper? Well, of course, I will have to go with Zach Ertz there, though I don't know that Austin Hooper won't have his place in this game. Okay. And last question. It doesn't really matter because this would have been a tiebreaker because you already picked three <laughs> Eagles, but I'll ask of it anyway. Course. Clement or Coleman? I definitely go in Coleman week one. I think he's going to have enough touches and targets to be productive in week one. So you go Julio and you go Coleman, but you went Foles, Ajay, and Ertz. That's correct. You pick three Eagles. It's going to be a three to two game. That, that's that's oh how it's going to work. Oh, my goodness. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Well, then everything I said about Foles and Ryan is completely untrue because there'll be no touchdowns, and that will be just disgusting to watch. <laughs> a win's a win. I'm sure you'd be happy with it. Oh, I, I wouldn't be mad about the win, but I would be mad of watching three hours of football to start the 2018 season after three months of us doing podcasting about it to see no fantasy production. Uh, You got a kicker. Kickers, Uh, you got to kick one field goal. One field goal and the Falcons D for the safety. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Continue. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Philadelphia Eagles, their offseason, preseason was not much better than the Falcons. Yeah. They were outscored 73-34 to 34 in those three <laughs> meaningful games. Uh-huh. But there were some good things that came out of those games. Mm-hmm. I did like what I saw out of Shelton Gibson yeah. and Dallas Goddard, yeah. who will be depth pieces, and they will probably have their games here and there. Now, again, Shelton Gibson may be an honorable mention for a sneaky start because it looks like Alshon Jeffrey is going to be out and Mac Collins is going to be out. So yeah. we're down a couple of wide receivers. Shelton Gibson might get some more play time. I think that also will make Dallas Goddard have more play time. Yeah. So I like what I saw out of them in the preseason. Yep, absolutely. Corey Clement only played in one game, mm-hmm. but he did well in the one game. And Nate Sudfeld looked like our best quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if Foles does get hurt, you have plenty of confidence in Sudfeld. Oh, of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Studfeld. Right. It's Nate Studfeld. Studfeld. Get out of here. That's right. Get out of town. Well, here's what I say about our quarterback situation. Nick Foles sucks for a few weeks usually (laughs) and then goes off. 
you know, just like last season, mm-hmm. the regular season was not pretty. And then what did he do? He had an MVP performance yeah. in the postseason. There's no doubt. He was awesome. So he sucks in the preseason, <laughs> and he gets to play a couple games in the regular season, mm-hmm. and he goes off. I mean, it's just it's it's the law of averages for me, right? <laughs> law of averages. There it is again. I love yep, it. Yep, it's going to sneak in. The regular <laughs> season is here. It will come into play. Now, I do. Want, I have something to say, and I did discuss this with you earlier, but I wanted to mention it to all of our podcast listeners. Uh, Corey Clement last year in the playoffs against the Falcons, he only had one carry, but he did have five receptions. So I don't know what you think, but I think Clement is almost worth a, a start. It's, it's a possibility. Now, Hopefully you're listening to this before the game happens. But, yeah, I, I, I think that if you are in a, a pickle and you have Corey Clement, you don't know who else to go to. I almost would go with Clement right here. I'm not opposed to playing Clement week one. Uh, I think part of uh, my prediction here for the game, I'll get to that in a second, mm-hmm. but it's my prediction is based on the strength of both our offensive line and our defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think. Because Jason Peters is back, we have like three of the top positional players in Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, and uh, you know that whole entire offensive line. It's basically ranked number one right now. We'll see as the the season goes on, but if they can produce as the number one offensive line, I think Jay Ajayi is going to feast in week one, which would temper my expectations on Corey Clement. Yeah. But if he feasts and we get up and we're up 24 to three at the end of the half, <laughs> I think you'll have some garbage time out of Corey Clement. Oh, yeah. And I would be more than happy with that. Yeah. Garbage time is a fantasy, uh, a <laughs> fantasy lovers dream. Cause every time you start somebody and it's like in the th- end of the third quarter, you're like, Oh man, he's like, he's only got one carry. This is horrible. And then all of a sudden you turn it off and all of a sudden you look at your team. What? How'd he get a touchdown and f- three other carries and, and six more touchdowns? Uh, what? <laughs> it, yeah. That I love garbage time. That's why I never stop watching no matter what the score is, no matter who's ahead. I'm always intrigued on how I can get more points out of certain guys. My favorite garbage time player ever, Danny Woodhead. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Those catches. I mean, just you if you would watch a drive, if he got one drive in the fourth quarter that actually progressed, he would have six catches on that one drive. And that in a PPR mm-hmm. league, you're like, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, if the Chargers were bad, Danny Woodhead was going to get a lot of points that week for you. Did you actually say what you thought the score was going to be of the game? I have not okay. yet. Okay. My prediction for the score of the Eagles and Falcons is twenty to sixteen, Philadelphia. Okay, I, I'm not going to disagree with you because I think the Eagles are going to win too. I have no idea what the score is going to be. I'm just, I'm just, I'm completely ready to watch football. Man, I, I am so ready. Real football, it, it is coming. I am so, so happy about it. I cannot wait for the regular season. Do you want to know who's not happy about it? Hmm. Everybody's wives. <laughs> <laughs> and now, there are some wives 
that really get into football, and there are some that get into fantasy football as well. Oh, of course. So let's not let's not tick off all of our female listeners. But I guess <laughs> I'm just going by personal experience. Yeah, I tell me too. the wife it's football season, and all I get is an eye yeah. roll. So you know, <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Oh man. All right, and on that note, let's do our topped off number one sneaky start for the 2018 week one. Mine is based on last season uh and i don't have anything to go on this season so i'm gonna go on the stats of last season and one of the worst teams against the tight end was the new york giants okay and who are they playing this week the jacksonville jaguars (laughs) so my sneaky start for the week is austin safarian jenkins yeah he could just you know, he, he he could surprise some people this week. Again, another cheap DFS play and somebody that, you know, in, in those deeper leagues, tight end, yeah. you might have to settle on ASJ. Listen, right now, if I had uh, Safarian Jenkins and Charles Clay, I, whew, I it'd be a close one, but I probably <laughs> would actually lean towards ASJ because I just think he's a, a better tight end in general. Now, the last few years, it's been pretty shaky for him because he's been on the Jets and all that. But I think he is more talented at the position. But if you have that scenario pop up and you you don't like the guy, yeah, completely agree with going with ASJ right there. And for my topped off, number one, it's a shocker, a little bit, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is most likely available. On your waiver wire, unless somebody most is most likely, unless is available, unless somebody <laughs> is already on board with Fitzpatrick for the first couple of weeks, but I think this week, especially, for one reason, because the New Orleans Saints will score a lot of points. I think he's Fitzpatrick's going to have to throw the ball to win this game. There's no doubt in my mind that they can't just rely on. Pound, 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 maybe a throw. You have to throw it against these guys because they're going to throw it against you and they're going to run it and they're going to score a lot of points. The Saints are a really good football team. I think I think the the Buccaneers like Fitzpatrick for the most part, uh, for, right, for right now anyway. Um, didn't, they just, didn't they just say that Winston uh, wasn't guaranteed to be the starter when he comes back uh, off of suspension? Yes, uh, I did mention that on our yeah. last show so, that, hey, he's not guaranteed. Yeah, and so I, I think they like the way Fitzpatrick is. I mean, I, he's still, to me, a backup quarterback. He's actually a pretty good backup quarterback in the league. But I think he's I think he's in line for a pretty good amount of fantasy points this week. So if you don't like the guy, he's a bad matchup, go pick him up and start him this week. Just just don't worry about the other guy. Just take just relax take a deep breath and go with Fitzpatrick. I know that's something that you don't you can't relax upon sometimes, but just <laughs> no. just trust me on this one. I think he has a really a, a good week. I'm not going to say huge week. I think he has a good week, a solid week. So what you're saying is it's not going to be starting the fourth quarter garbage time. It's going to be like starting the second quarter garbage time, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. 
I mean, it could be second quarter because they could be down 21 to nothing going into the second quarter. I, that's realistic to me. I really do Alvin think that. Kamara goes off for three touchdowns oh, in the first man, quarter. I would, be, I would be so happy <laughs> with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that yeah. too. All right, that does it for our topped off. We do have a little bit more to discuss for anybody out there that is wanting to know and for anybody that is in our listener league. This is where we're going to have a little bit of a discussion, and we're going to see who we like, uh, some of these lineups and rosters, because it's a 14-team league, so the talent is a little thinner than you would normally think. And uh, after we're done discussing some of these, I will play some of the voicemails that we got from our listeners so you can hear them and they can introduce themselves because we will be hopefully hearing more from them all season long. Now, were there any teams out there that stuck out to you in any way, Tom? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, it, 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 it is not easy to say it, but I think... That um, guy named Kyle. I'm not gonna say his last name, but um, <laughs> I, he his lineup is okay. It's really hard to for me to get uh, to back up on his, to get behind the wide receivers that he took. I he he had messaged me personally and asked me how he how I thought he did, and I <laughs> I tried to you know make it sound like it was okay. But I really don't like his wide receivers. His wide receivers, I would not draft unless fall to me uh, credit quite a bit. Um, so for our listeners, I will run down his wide receivers right. so they can know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, his first wide receiver was Amari Cooper. Now, our listeners should know by now you don't like Amari Cooper. Yeah. So you're not going to be on board with him. Uh, his next wide receiver was Allen Robinson, who is very up in the air this year. I hope he can get back on track because if he gets hurt for another season-ending injury, man, the Bears are going to have a couple of wide receivers that never figure out how to see the field. Robinson is the one that I actually like the most. I I don't like him more than Cooper, but where he took Robinson, I was more okay with it. Right, yes. that's it's just them two guys right there being your starting guys, I I just don't like it. Then he added Devin Funches. Yeah, that's okay. I just, I still, somebody I'm not drafting. Pierre Garcon. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Mohamed Sanu. That one's okay. I mean, I, I, I think Sanu will have an okay season. That one's fine, but you can't really justify starting Sanu in, in almost any scenario. So it's really, it's, it's hard. That's it's just yeah it's, I can't I I just these are guys I just wouldn't draft and I'm sorry if other people want to draft them that's fine if you think they're gonna go off that's fine but I just I couldn't do it Deshaun Jackson <laughs> no I can't do that either Ted Ginn Jr. nope can't do it I mean if you're drafting these guys late it's fine to draft these guys late and hope but you can't rely on these guys and then I I just I don't know. I have a, it's fine. I hope he's not offended, but <laughs> I I just I don't like the receivers. The rest of his team was fine. I I didn't 
Oh, there's one more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that one I actually don't mind in a full PPR league, Albert Wilson. Yeah, uh, and, that's a, and I'm sure he picked that one really late too. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfectly fine one uh, when you when you got a late pick. It's no problem. Yes, definitely. Um, why don't we run down your team so the people that are not in the league can hear how you fared because you got the dreaded number one overall pick. Yeah. I have not had the number one overall pick yet this year, and I did get the unfortunate. I mean, some people say, well, number one overall pick, well, you should be happy. Well, sometimes it kind of stinks because you get one guy that you really like, and then you have to wait for everybody wait. else to pick two times before you and get your And this is a 14-team league, too, so it's even right. longer to wait. But I got um, – all right, well, for my first pick was – DJ, David Johnson, I could not go Le'Veon. I was already scared to death out of him, so I went with David Johnson. You you did send me a message because somebody else we know in the listener league we knew was going to take a certain somebody <laughs> that you liked, and you thought for a half a second about going with who at number one overall? Christian McCaffrey, and I really I, – it was more than just half a second. I really wanted to just do it and just say, hey, if he does awesome, I'm going to look like a genius. And it would just, everybody would be like, it's just one of them shocker ones. I'm not really playing for anything in this league because, you know, right. I'm not going to win anything. But I, I wanted to give it a shot. But I also didn't want to just do that. I, I thought that was just kind <laughs> of a, a silly thing to do when I don't actually think a Christian McCaffrey is going to be better than David Johnson. I, I, I want David Johnson over Christian McCaffrey every time. So I couldn't do it. I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't. Head over heart. Yeah. It prevailed again. <laughs> um, and then I got Jordan Howard on the on the way back around. And, listen, I was happy. There was a, a running back left, a guy that I actually trusted to a certain extent. So I was happy with that. And then I got – I thought about Jordan Howard with my second pick as yeah, well. Yeah, who did you pick? I forgot. Uh, well, in round one, I uh, took – who did I take? <laughs> uh, round one, I t oh, I reached a little bit because I did not like many of the running backs that were left when it got to me. So I reached for my guy, Dalvin Cook. Gotcha. Yeah, that's now, fine. It's fine. It was okay. Uh, and then in round two, I went with Devontae Adams, Perfect. my guy, who I think is going to be yep. number three overall wide receiver. But I did think about Jordan Howard with that pick. Yeah, and there's – no doubt to me that Devontae Adams is worth where you picked him. And I was looking at him. I was looking at him. I was looking. I was like, man, there's no way he's going to get past JJ. But if he does yeah. and he gets all the way to me, I really like my first two rounds. But I did anyway. Johnson, Howard. And then I got on the way back around in the third round. My next pick was uh, Tyreek Hill, which I actually really like. So I, my first three picks, I was very much on board with. I really liked it. And then it started to fall off a little bit. And then you waited an hour and a half for your next Yes, I did. <laughs> I ended up getting, I don't know if this is in order, but I got Emmanuel Sanders. I got Njoku as my tight end. I got Rex Burkhead. I got um, Elshon Jeffrey because I, you know, I, I think he's, he's going to be fine when he comes back from his injury. Uh, Cameron Meredith I like. I like uh, Moncrief. Nick Chubb I took a little bit of a flyer on because it was late. Des Bryant, I took a big flyer on. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I wanted if I wanted to see. Um, yep. I did steal Dallas Goddard from you. I don't know if you were targeting yes, him or not. Did. 
but I wanted I was. it. I took a chance on St. Brown, and um, I didn't draft Terrell Pryor, but I just <laughs> I drafted Elijah McGuire, and then I realized that he was on IR, and he probably wasn't going to come back until half the season was over. So I was like, okay, I'll just release him and get Terrell Pryor. So I did that. and But the biggest steal for me in this draft, to me, and I wasn't planning on getting a quarterback this early, but it, he fell so far, I felt obligated. I had to do it. And yeah. that was Watson. Watson, to Deshaun me, Watson. I don't remember what round it was, but I was thinking, man, I pretty much have to do this right here. <laughs> In a 14-team league, he fell way yes. farther than I ever thought yep. he would. Well, uh, let's run over mine really quick. We already told you my first two rounds were Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams. And on the way back, I took my boy Jarvis Landry. And that was because uh, our friend Joe, who is in the listener league, took Zach Ertz in front mm-hmm. of me. So I was unable to <laughs> land my stud tight end in this league, which I think is more valuable in a 14-team league than it would be in a 10 or 12 just to get that stud tight end out of the way now I was okay with my tight ends I ended up with Trey Burton and Jack Doyle so Mm -hmm. I should be fine yeah that's fine perfectly fine I like I like Burton a lot I was targeting him as well you stole a lot of the guys that I wanted and I knew you would coming back around but that yeah I like Burton uh my running backs are a little thin (laughs) um I did get Ingram, so I know I have to stash him for a little bit so I'll be starting Dalvin Cook and Isaiah Crowell yeah uh, and I do have Ty Montgomery on the bench, so hopefully he lasts for <laughs> a few weeks that I could get some use out of him. And I took a couple of flyers on running backs with Niam Hines and John Kelly. Mm-hmm. This is the one, if something happens to Todd Gurley, this guy looked great in the preseason. Yeah. So that was my super-duper flyer for our listener league draft. Now, as far as the rest of my wide receivers go... Uh, right now I have Sterling Shepard in my flex. Uh, I took a chance on Geronimo Allison yep. and Quincy Anunua. After Sam Darnold was named the starter, I have a feeling he is going to be targeting Anunua quite a bit because he is a very efficient quarterback right now, and he's not taking a lot of chances. Yes, yeah, and that's exactly what I want to see out of him. And I think you're right. I think I've always been higher on a new one than I probably should be, not just because I'm a Jets fan, because I actually think he's really good, and I think a lot of people are missing that. And because back when he was the third receiver, we had Brandon Marshall and uh, Eric Decker. They were both really good at the time. <laughs> Eric Decker's obviously retired, and Marshall's in the Seahawks. And I, you know, I, I'm coming around on on Marshall, but that's a side story. I don't have to get into that. But Anunwa, I'm higher on him than most other people. So I don't know if I would have went with him in this draft, but he was on my mind. He was he was sitting there, and I was thinking about it, but I just I just didn't do it. And you and I both actually ended up with our number two ranked quarterbacks. Yeah. Because I was able to secure Russell Wilson in a decent round. I was like, okay, he's still here. I guess I'll grab him. Now, I did grab him before Deshaun Watson. They were both still on the board when I took him. And like I said, he was my number two. You've got to be thinking, though, thinking there's no way Watson's going to last much longer. So you might as well just go with the guy you want because after Watson goes, Wilson's going to go really quickly. Yep. But, yeah, you had to be thinking he's not going to – but he did. He lasted quite a bit longer, and I ended up picking him up. So I was really happy with that. I think I got a pretty good shot 
at uh, at least make, you know make, making the playoffs. Hopefully, I get further than that. Now, there was one interesting team I wanted to make note okay. of, uh, and I think you may have just been experimenting since <laughs> the league is free uh-huh. and there's just a chance. This person, uh, he named his team the Fantasy Kings. He has almost every rookie imaginable <laughs> in this lineup. Yeah. He he took Saquon Barkley yep. number one, That's fine. which obviously, duh. Uh, then let's this run down his lineup. He has Andrew Luck at quarterback, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, Royce Freeman, Stephon Diggs, and Cooper Cup. So you yep. know, not rookies right there. Yep. Uh, O.J. Howard is his tight end, so he waited very long. Carry mm-hmm. on Johnson. He did draft James Conner. Yep. Rashad Penny, Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup, <laughs> James Washington, Cortland Sutton, and Antonio Callaway. And, oh, and, and by the way, he drafted Sam Darnold. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Who knows? I mean, if something like this works, hey, it go, more power to you. I don't, all these guys are pretty much on his bench anyway. So you, you don't have to play them until your bye weeks hit. And even if even then – you can drop one that's not performing and pick somebody else up that is performing. But it's 14 teams, so it might be a little thin out there. All right. One more team I'm going to talk about, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Okay. So I want to get to our friend Reggie's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a couple of other leagues that he is the commissioner, and we've been talking a lot so far this offseason, and I really do like his team. Yes. Uh, he took three or four guys – where I was going to take him, but he was a couple picks in front of me, so he's been listening. I know oh, he has. Oh, yeah. I, I I see you, Reggie. <laughs> I know you're listening, and your team is looking good. Yeah. And for everybody else out there, let's run down his team. He's got Drew Brees, and he got Drew Brees late. Mm-hmm. It was a steal mm-hmm. where he got Drew Brees. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Carlos Hyde, yep. two definite great running backs in a 14-team league to start with. Yep. Michael Thomas and Golden Tate, yep, that's PPR really good. monsters. Yep. He took Kyle Rudolph in front of me. <laughs> he took Jamal Williams in front of me. <laughs> He's got Jamison Crowder. He took Aaron Jones in front of me. I couldn't get either of those Green Bay running backs, so I settled for Ty Montgomery. He took Anthony Miller in front of me. <laughs> He's got Alex Smith as backup, C.J. Anderson, Tyrell Williams, Taewon Taylor, and Mike Gillisley, some flyers out there that, hey, who knows what could happen there, but I really do. I really do like his team, and uh, we're we've got to run for our money yeah. here. Uh, you know what, Aaron Jones, the way they had their ADP set it, set up, Aaron Jones was really far down the list. He I kept really looking at far. him, and I was thinking, wow. I mean, it's only two games. Like, I he's yeah. going to be the starter come back. So I kept looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. I was like, man, I think I could wait. But then they, I did the same exact thing. And then and then he was taken. I was like, ah. I shouldn't have waited. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Same exact thing. Reggie outplayed yeah, us. Well played, sir. All right. Uh, we will definitely be talking more about our listener league all year long, but that's going to do it for now. Again, I'll insert some of those uh, voicemails for you all to listen to. Hey, how's it going? I am Reggie. I would like to be in the listeners for you. Look forward to joining. Talk to you soon. My name is AJ. I am in this fantasy football league of yours. I will kill all of you fantasy football style. I was done, and I wanted to get into the listener league. 
Uh, yes, hi there. Uh, my name is Eugene from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to be in one of your listener leagues there for the jersey. Thanks. Bye. Hi, guys. This is Joseph Moore from Beloit, Wisconsin. Just want to say I love the podcast. You guys are doing a great job, and I would also like to uh, ask to be part of your uh, listeners league. And I hope you guys choose me. Either way, keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Bye. Hi, I'm John from Mount Prospect, Illinois. Hi, my name is Katrina, and I'm from Burton, Michigan. Kyle, Rockford, Illinois. I just want to remind everybody to please give us one of those little five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to talk some trash, anybody out there in the Listener League or wants to pay attention to the Listener League, talk some trash on Twitter, at FantasyFuel, or Facebook.com slash FantasyFuel. Our message board, Fantasy Football Through Fantasy Fuel, which I know, Reggie, you've been on there. Mm-hmm. I still see you. <laughs> you can email us at fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. And most importantly, you can still give us a call. The regular season is here. If you have lineup, trade questions, any of that good stuff, you can call and we will discuss it on the air for you. That number, 608 492 or three. Any last words, Tom? Uh, I can't wait for football. Happy, happy right. fantasy startup. <laughs> I can't wait. Woo! <laughs> Go Eagles. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.